0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to Get Get Jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 128 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 26 through 28, where Togoro's got a sweet hog. Yusuke naps through the boat ride from hell, and Kuwabara turns into a yo-yo kite.
1: You know What? I was thinking about when you read the first thing. It was that you said a character had a nice hog, and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't get the super gross thing out of my head because his ability is just to get bigger and more veiny. I'm just gonna throw it out
0: there. What are you talking
1: about? <laughs> no, not that. Whatever. Let's just jump in. <laughs>
0: You know, usually I'm the one that's pushing that specific envelope.
1: (laughs) Man, I like, as soon as you said it, I was just like, oh, this joke is just hanging right there. Don't say that. Better pick it.
0: (laughs) Better pick it? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so hey everybody uh we are uh back with some more Yu Yu show goodness this week uh, Blake and I talked uh briefly before starting getting in on this um, about some anime news of the week that Blake has got to go over because it's 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 really on the on the the tip of his tongue um so uh if you want to go ahead and jump in with that, I have some uh, some stuff that I, I want to go over after that.
0: Okay, good, because I was hoping you had some stuff, because my stuff is no good. I have two news stories from this week. Uh, one is directly about anime, and one is uh, related to anime. I'm going to go with the more serious one first. Uh, so there's an, an anime and a manga called Act Age... Uh, and I don't know much about this series, but I've been hearing a lot about it recently from some of the anime YouTubers that I follow, particularly Mother's Basement, because it's supposed to be a very good show. And I, I think it's I don't know if it's a shojo, like I don't know if it's a romance, but basically it's about a woman who is a sort of perfect method actor. So she ha- she has like the ability to perfectly recall any experience that she's ever had. Otherwise, she's a complete novice actress, and so she's sort of like getting into acting by having an atypically high level of realism in her scenes if she is acting out something that she can connect to an actual experience that she's had in her life. It's a pretty cool premise. Uh, it's definitely different than what we usually cover on our largely shonen focused series. Uh, but it sounded interesting and obviously uh, long-time listeners know that Spencer and I are both actually theater majors, so we're both actors, and uh, so I, I've suspected this is a series that I could enjoy and connect with. Um, so the bad news is that the author of that series was arrested, I believe, this week or maybe late last week, um, and it was because he was being accused of following very young girls around. And potentially oh uh, forcing himself on them. Um, I think not all the way, but with his hands um, and I, I saw a couple of headlines about this and then I read one story about it and it made me very uncomfortable. So I read the story fairly quickly and didn't really want to retain a ton of the information. I'm sure you guys understand. So, you know, forgive me if I'm a little off on some of the details, but I do believe I did read that, uh, when he was accused of this, he basically admitted to it. So, uh, I think he's going to be going to jail, um, as it relates, Act Age is an ongoing series. Uh, I don't remember if it's being pu- published in Shonen Jump or not, but it's being published in one of those series, uh, one of those. And one of the reasons I've been hearing a lot about it is I believe it has a relatively recent anime adaptation that has met with a decent amount of fanfare and the manga just became more available on like a legal platform in the US. So this anime has actually been in the news for good reasons, the last couple of weeks or months. And so now, unfortunately kind of in a, in a swell of interest for the series, it is now going to be canceled because the author has been arrested. Um, it's also for a good lot reason. Of, <laughs> what So for good reason. <laughs> yes, he absolutely should have been. It's a shame about the series, uh, but obviously that's not a reason to not arrest him. Um, mm-hmm. an extra shame comes from the fact that act age is written by him, but it is drawn by someone else. Uh, this is not, well, uncommon- they should Kevin Spacey him. They should just replace him with somebody else. Yeah. I don't think they're going to. Unfortunately, <laughs> I believe that the ma- magazine publishing it has already decided that they're going to have, I don't know if they're going to bring in a pinch hitter so that doesn't end just like abruptly. They might try to do like a, a couple of chapters to wrap it up suddenly, mm-hmm. But uh, it is my understanding that their plan is to cancel and stop publishing the series, um, and that might actually be related to like his name being on the series. They don't want to like promote his work yeah, anymore. That, or, that does make a
1: lot of sense as well. Like, yeah, like all, all jokes aside, I, I have a a very weird relationship with seeing stuff like this happen, um, and the biggest reason why is that I, I I'm very I'm very. It, very empathetic, um, which which helped me with acting um, a lot when I was I was coming up and, and doing a, a lot of performance. Um, so I, I tend to I tend to connect too much to things. Uh, Blake can attest to this. I, I cannot watch certain shows, yeah. just because I, I feel too awkward or feel too frustrated um, inside of it. And I I thought that that was going to be one of those things that I could separate, like the the art from the news. And I found out from trying to watch uh, specifically Kevin Spacey uh, in House of Cards, I was m- in the middle of watching House of Cards, and I hadn't gotten to the part where he was going to be taken out um, and written out of the show, um, and I couldn't bring myself to keep watching the show. Yeah. Um, and some people, some people say that they can differentiate themselves from the art, and they can break themselves away from it. I'm just not one of those people. So I completely understand why you would take that down. Uh, and I, I it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, I, I, as a, as a, you know, hetero man inside of this world, I, I understand that I don't a hundred percent completely get it. um, You know, obviously I don't get a lot of it because it's not a, lo- a thing that's really been happening, happening, me or happened to me in the past but I know a lot of people that have openly expressed what has happened to them um and I I empathize with them first um, and that's sort of where I'm I'm gonna come from from this as well yeah so I understand that like from a manga's perspective uh, or the manga creators not creators but the studios perspective if they're thinking like, victim first well obviously you shouldn't um keep on publishing something that is is going to you know enrich somebody that is going to jail for being a monster basically
0: yeah um so i i want to talk about that too um i guess just to finish up the news portion of it is that the the um the illustrator. So this is not super uncommon. I know a lot of the series that I'm most familiar with have the same artists. So like Bleach, Naruto, My Hero Academia, Dragon Ball Z, all of those, uh, One Piece, like all these big shonen series are known for being written and drawn by the same people. They'll have assistants to help them out, but the heavy lifting of the plotting and the artwork and the compositing and all of that is coming from one person. That's really common in the manga world. It's actually pretty uncommon in the Western comics world. Uh, they'll have a system that's a little bit more like this one, where you've got somebody who's writing a script and then somebody who's drawing the pages for that script. Um, mm-hmm. So the the illustrator is a as actually a female uh, artist, which um, you know this is a pretty male heavy industry. So it's exciting to see a female creator who has work that is getting praise. Um, I am again, not very familiar with act age. I've seen a couple of clips from the anime in those YouTube videos that I was talking about. Uh, so I don't really know her artwork personally, but I've heard that she's been getting a lot of praise for the work that she's been doing on this series. So it's a huge bummer for her. Uh, she, it seems pretty likely that she did not know that her writer was doing this kind of stuff. So I wouldn't want to sort of say or insinuate that she is or or could or should be implicated in this as well. It sounds like she's, you know, a victim of a different type in this situation. She was on a successful series. Now that series is going to be canceled through no fault of her own, and that's a huge bummer. Uh, it's my understanding that Shonen Jump, or uh, sorry, I don't know that it's Shonen Jump that's publishing her. That's just the one that I go to. It might be whatever the magazine is that's publishing it. It's my understanding that they have given her a sort of uh the understanding that she can come to them with her work in the future and that there is a good chance that she's going to go to the top of the list as far as being published so Mm -hmm. they're going to try and do right by her but this situation sucks um obviously there are also real world victims who are not related to the manga or the anime part of it so focusing on just the sort of shallow and less series aspect of that that our show is mostly focused on it's a big bummer because the series is supposed to be great it was you know going strong and you know it's a shame that the negative aspects of this creator's personality won out um but Mm -hmm. i think yeah to to sort of address what spencer's talking about as far as separating the art from the artist um I think there are a couple of responsibilities here and there's no possible the way that we're going to be able to go into this deeply uh, or cover every angle. It's just too complicated of an issue. Um, yes. And so I think at a certain point you have to take each instance as a separate thing. Uh, remembering that it's part of the context of something larger. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should absolutely feel that empathy for those victims and try to come from a place that is, is going to do no harm to those victims, um, or as little harm as possible, you know? Um, so all of that said, if you are a fan of act age, uh, I would say you can continue to enjoy that series. Uh, if it's streaming, the streaming platform is going to benefit from that. If it's the manga, the manga provider is going to benefit from that. Um, And it's my understanding that this guy's not going to be benefiting from it because of his specific scenario in which he's going to be going to jail and the series is going to be canceled. So um, there are other things like Kevin Spacey, you brought up with House of Cards, like he got taken out of the last season of that show. Mm -hmm. Um, And you kind of have to look at it your own way. It's completely understandable if people aren't able to look at that person or look at that person's work anymore and enjoy Mm -hmm. it they might just be unable to get the thoughts of what that person did or was accused of doing out of their heads and there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that Uh, you know it's a bummer when a you know house of cards is supposed to be very good i haven't watched it yet i'm hoping that i can because it's supposed to be good and i would like to see it but uh i don't know Uh, kevin spacey is also the star of my number one favorite movie of all time that i have not watched since that news came out and I'm not sure how I'm going to react to it when I do yep. try to watch it, uh, especially because of some of the content of that movie that weirdly relates to what he's been accused of. So, um, there's, this is, it's a challenge and it comes and goes, you know, I've watched a good deal of master of none since Aziz Ansari had his thing. And I was able to get through it for the most part, but there were some weird moments where I was like, Oh, that doesn't age well. Um, Versus like Louis C.K.'s stand up, I have really fond memories of some of it, but it's I haven't returned to it because I know that some of it's going to feel kind of awkward. And you just have to mm-hmm. take these things on a case by case basis. And you might find yourself the kind of person who is completely unbothered by this stuff and can still enjoy a piece of media. And that's mm-hmm. fine. And you might find yourself the per- kind of person who can't enjoy any of it. And that's fine. And you shouldn't let people give you a hard time over it. Uh, it you know, it's possible that people might disagree over whether or not you should continue to enjoy something and that conversation should be had respectfully. Um, I will say also, this comes up not just in cases of like Me Too sexual assault kind of stuff. Like a a big example that I experienced a few years ago was um, Ender's Game uh, is a book that I read in school that I love. I also read Ender's Shadow and I thought it was great. Uh, I thought they were really, you know, beautifully written and really all about like outsiders and outcasts and you know people having value even though society didn't necessarily deem them to have value and it it read on like honestly like it had a very strong queer subtext uh and it turns out that the author is vehemently anti-gay and has used his platform and his money from that platform to advocate against gay rights uh, which I take pretty personally. So uh, I had to make a decision when that movie was coming out about whether I wanted to see it. Now, luckily it didn't look very good. So didn't see it. Uh, I ended up watching it uh, with a friend and uh, thereby not paying for it. <laughs> um, and I would say that uh, there are some people who don't deserve your money because of the things that they've done. Uh, so if you're able to separate the art from the artist and enjoy the stuff that they've created, uh, maybe consider enjoying it in a way that doesn't benefit that person. Um, mm. however, if you can separate it, uh, that's okay. And if you can't, that's okay. Um, yep. and, uh, also it's way more complicated than that, but I, I don't know that we're going to be able to go any deeper in it, uh, nor necessarily should we on this episode.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, we're, we're obviously not the people that should be going over this. We're just really giving like two cents from our anime perspective of it. And I mean, uh, the the way my, my last two cents on it really quick is just um, when going into these sort of things, um, I would say that you are of the best uh, to just go with what you feel and believe in the moment and have real conversations with people instead of um, just throwing around ad hominem attacks when this kind of stuff comes up. Yeah, it's um, easy to get because, defensive, but it's best not to. Yes. Okay. I, I have I've seen I've seen so many random people online just screaming at each other on Twitter, and I'm like, this is one of the reasons I didn't want to be on Twitter, is <laughs> <laughs> just because it's just people hiding behind a wall. A lot of times, yelling at each other about things that you have no idea what this other person has gone through and feels and thinks. Um, So I would always fall on the line of if you really want to talk to somebody about something and you have an opinion and they have an opinion, have a clear and concise conversation with them and come from a place of understanding and try to come from a place of love first, Um, because the world would be so much better if people would just listen to what the other person has to say first Um, it's one of the first things they teach you in acting is that you shouldn't just say your line. You should listen to what the other person says first and then react with the line as as written. But in real life, you should take that into practice as well. You should not talk more than you listen. You should do it as a 50-50 thing. And if anything, you should listen more than you talk. And the world would probably be a better place if everybody would just have
0: real conversations instead of just scream
1: at each other, which just, yeah. I can't, I can't
0: and it's hard to do that in a text based medium, which is where we spend yes. a lot of time having these conversations. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, do your best. Try to be, try to remember the person on the other side.
1: Uh, Anyways, okay. Blake I, has I more, more bad, bad news. news,
0: but not quite so sticky bad news. Um. Okay. So there is a live action netflix avatar the last airbender series uh, in production at netflix for some time now Uh, and this was a big deal excitement point for us Uh, i know we've talked about it on the show before because we love avatar the last airbender Uh, it is arguably an anime Uh, even if it's not an anime it's definitely done through uh, a heavy familiarity and reference to anime so I would say it's definitely relevant even if you're one of the people who does not consider it an anime. Uh, the live action adaptation uh, was exciting news because the creators of the Avatar series um, were involved in the production. They were executive producing and they were, I believe, show running, which is essentially the head writer who... Uh, double-checks all the scripts to make sure that it's following the creative vision. The showrunner also sets said creative vision. So so they're basically in charge of what's going to happen in all the episodes, even if they don't directly write all the words of those episodes. Um, So uh, I believe it was today, definitely it was today that I saw the news, and obviously today is a couple of days before you guys would be able to hear this episode. So it was this week haha, that uh, the creators of Avatar have left the live-action production they both released open letters and uh each of those letters were many paragraphs long so i'm I'm, i don't have them in front of me i read them way earlier so i'm not going to go over them in detail uh and i'm going to preface this by saying that this doesn't inherently mean that the live action series is doomed but it's not good news um these creators uh, were not involved in the live action movie that never did actually occur uh, all those years ago. Uh, They were involved in both avatar and legend of Korra. And uh, a lot of fans have attributed their involvement or lack thereof to the uh, as a, you know, positive uh, correlation to the amount of quality that something has in the avatar universe. So, People were very excited that they were involved with this live action series. Now they're not. And their open letter explicitly, both of them explicitly state that uh, when they got the job with Netflix to work on the series, the uh, promise was that Netflix was going to be trying to enact their vision and both of their letters indicate that they After that promise, they did not feel that Netflix was attempting to keep that promise. And they eventually both decided to leave the show because they did not feel that they were going to be happy continuing to work on it under those circumstances. So this bodes ill because uh, people generally attribute their vision of the series and the world as the thing that kind of guides the ship in the direction that makes Avatar such a great series. Uh, The news that the entire production has apparently been a battle between them and Netflix over the direction of said series is not great. Um, It seems like there were some rumors that this battle was over maybe the age of the characters and some of that stuff. So they also... When these kinds of things happen, you don't want to burn the bridge if you can help it. So there were definitely some sentences in there that were like, this doesn't mean the series is going to be a failure. Like there's plenty of good, passionate people still working on it. And that's true. It is not an inherent, obvious, immediate failure. Uh, but the, I would say the biggest selling point and the biggest mark in its favor as being something that will have a similar level of quality to Avatar The Last Airbender was probably their involvement. And so the fact that they are leaving and very publicly leaving by stating that their vision was something they fought for and felt that they were going to fail to enact and that because of that and the nature of their experiences therein, it was better for them to leave the project altogether is pretty disheartening. So it's not good news these days for uh anime and anime adjacent series uh at least this week, uh although there is a my hero academia o v a coming out, so that's cool
1: anyways um we've talked a lot before we've begun this episode uh well, there's not that much to say <laughs> but I want to uh leave all of this terrible stuff uh with a a quick aside. Um one I watched the new season of Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix. Ah. <laughs> like <laughs> some of the animation is so bad.
0: <laughs> oh no.
1: <laughs> it's just like nigh unwatchable. Oh no. And it's just like what happened? And apparently they switched they switched like animation studios and it's like one punch man season two where I was just like, the animation quality is worse. Um, like how much worse you're thinking and like worse than that. Um, because I, I just, I just expected it to be of the same quality level and it just didn't meet it. And I, I am so bummed out because I love it. Seven deadly sins so much. The first season The first season to me is just, it's just really hits home in my heart. And then season two has just some of the most like badass moments in some like new anime fights. And then just to see it just fall flat on its face for the last two seasons, I guess. It's it's really just one season. There's apparently like a movie and they release it as a season on Netflix and there's a whole bunch of... going down about it. Um, and uh, yeah, this is I, not a, I,
0: a virtual con. You can say shit.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to, we made a, I made a dick joke at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, whatever. that's right.
0: That's how this all began.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and so I, I was just completely frustrated by that. Um, and Uh, I'm not going to say that you're not going to enjoy it, just the same way that One Punch Man Season 2 isn't completely unwatchable, Um, but it is less enjoyable if you really, really like good animation. And here is my little tirade is going to finish off with a little frustration that I've spoken of before and will say again, but I love fantasy anime, and I hate fairy tale (laughs) <laughs> and here's the reason why I don't like Fairy Tail because the animation quality is not a good enough caliber for me for the amount of money that was put into Fairy Tail. And that is one of the things that has always frustrated me the most about that series is that there is a rabid fan base for Fairy Tail. There are tons of people that watch Fairy Tail and it is uh people are like, "Well, it's cartoony for a reason." And I was like, "No. Cartoony is something like Adventure Time. And if you've ever watched Adventure Time, Adventure Time is actually like a high quality of animation. There are a lot of moments in fairy tale that are lazy or cheap. They just do not spend the money to animate the frames and go with that style. If you want to see a really good version of what uh, good money can meet really wacky animation style, watch the new seasons of One Piece where they're like, we want to spend money on this fight and you'll see that. Because, like, the new seasons of One Piece have some of the most, like, unreal, fantastically animated fights. And they're in a very cartoon style, almost like Looney Tunes style. Um, So I can't take that as as wrote on it. But I I can tell you here that they were doing a cost-cutting measure by moving over studios. um, And uh, and it, it really shows with a show that I really love. My last thing that I wanted to talk about before we actually get into the episodes and uh, get off our soapboxes boxes um, is that I have started to read a manga that Blake, I cannot believe you haven't started reading yet, okay. which is Kaiju number eight. Oh I'm my God. It looks awesome. That manga. It is great. And here's the couple of reasons why. And I'm just going to give you some quick little things. one, it has a fantastic writer that has fantastic comedic timing where you do not expect it. And that is a hallmark of a really good like manga that is going to go far and probably get a fantastic anime adaptation. It, it l- really lands... Um, number two, it is beautifully drawn, even in the moments that are supposed to be just kind of like wacky moments that are takeaways, they are still fantastically drawn, which if you'll remember, I love Bleach. And one of the reasons why I love Bleach is that Bleach has funny moments. And even when they do the funny moments, their animation quality or their, um, not their animation quality, but their, the artist quality does not drop. And sometimes that happens in manga, in my opinion take as you as you want. My last thing that I will say about it is that there is a rich underworld that they do not give you any backstory on and I fucking love that. Oh, it's it's the be same hard not reason to start this <laughs> It's the same reason why when I started watching Attack on Titan I was just like what the fuck what the fuck is happening what the fuck is happening? It's the same but good humor and also, there's going to be kaiju fights. I know there's going to be kaiju fights. Um, I don't want to give away anything else. Um, the the name I, I've given you as much as I'm going to give you. Um, but it is a fantastic manga. If you haven't picked it up, uh, uh, Shonen Jump, uh, you can read on Shonen Jump. Um, we we have started reading on Shonen Jump. They haven't started sponsoring the show, or they, they should sponsor the show because they have their own damn. I think they have their own their own podcast now. Cause everybody during COVID has released their own podcast. Yeah. They have their own like, wrong podcast.
0: Y'all. And then the right one over here, they should sponsor. <laughs> anyways, you think um, that'll help them sponsor us. That'll make them feel good about this. <laughs> yeah. Anyways.
1: Um, somebody should uh, write to them a, a long letter after you've finished writing a long letter to Netflix about what they're doing wrong uh, with Avatar, the last airbender. I've just got some opinions. Um, but anyways, Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and jump into previously on Yu Yu Hakusho while I read these tweets about Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: Perfect. Uh, so, um, Yu Yu Hakusho takes place in a modern world, although these episodes came out in 1993, so it's not quite modern anymore, but, you know, modern enough. Uh, it stars a kid named Yusuke Yurameshi. At the start of the series, Yusuke Yurameshi is killed in a car accident, Uh, by throwing himself in front of a car in order to knock a young boy out of the way of that car because he died doing a good deed the underworld decides that maybe he should have an opportunity to give himself a second chance at life uh through a couple of misadventures he is able to bring himself back to life but now he has the ability to see uh, spirits and demons and all kinds of spiritual beings, and he has also developed the ability to gather spiritual energy in his body and fire it in blasts uh, from his generally from his hands. It starts off as a uh, single ball of energy fired from his finger called the spirit gun. Uh, he's now developed a couple more techniques that are uh, you know variations on that. Um, so he has become what's called a spirit detective, and the underworld has been given him different missions to go on. Through these missions, a rival student—oh, because Yusuke is a middle school student, like many anime protagonists are—he's uh, also the kind of like street tough, gang-like uh, protagonist. The uh, the kind that um, is kind of actually more or less a a good dude, and not like some sort of vagrant. Uh, but who gets into a lot of fights and has become sort of chip on his shoulder, tough as a result of that. Uh, another guy who is basically the same is a dude named Kuabara. Kuabara uh, started off as a sort of ri- rival gang member to Yusuke, but when Yusuke was dead or it presumed dead, depending on how you look at it, Kuwabara was distraught. Their rivalry uh, belied a connection that turned out to be very important to the two of them. And that connection has solidified into a pretty decent friendship now that Yusuke's back alive and they've gone on a couple of missions together. Kuwabara has also developed spiritual powers. He, generally speaking, has a much higher sensitivity, so he can kind of sense the things that are going on better than Yusuke, uh, but his combat power seems to be a little bit lower. He also has the ability to create a sword of energy that he can hold and wield like a regular sword, but is made out of his own spirit energy. They also met these two demons who have become allies. One is a guy named Hiei, who is super fast and has a sword and has a special third demon eye that allows him to do some crazy cool powers. Um, And I don't know, there's not too, too much about him, but he's very cool. He's definitely the Vegeta of the group. Um, and then there's Kurama who has uh, a rose whip. And so it's basically a long thorny vine that he can whip around and the thorns are very dangerous and cut, cut you up good. Um, and they're they're both very, very cool. They're not going to get a ton of action in these episodes specifically, but they will in the future. So it's all right. There's also a woman named Genkai who was very important in one of Yusuke's earliest missions because Genkai is a super powerful psychic and she had created some techniques throughout her long life. She was looking for a uh, student to pass those techniques on and Yusuke had to go on a mission to become her student so that a terrible demon did not become her student and use her techniques for evil. He succeeded. Uh, He learned a lot from her. He got much stronger and uh so she has served as a sort of mentor from afar for him in a couple of sequences since then. And she's gonna come back these episodes. Finally, in their most recent mission, they came head to head against a pair of guys named the Togoro Brothers. Uh the Togoro Brothers, which weirdly, one of them just goes by the name Togoro, so I don't know what I'm supposed to call the other one, but uh he doesn't really show up in these episodes, so it's okay. Uh, The guy who generally is called Tokuro is a big, muscly guy whose ability is to make his muscles even bigger and more muscly. And uh, he's very dangerous because he's just super, super strong and he's very ruthless. Uh, His brother is able to contort his body into impossible shapes and predominantly uses that to become a sword and shield that Togoro can wield during battle so they work together but they kind of turn they're like two they're like team america they turn a couple of guys into one guy and uh, so that's their shtick at the end of the last mission kuwabara apparently ran Togoro through with his sword presumably defeating him for some reason they totally just ignored the other brother who turns himself into a sword and left him there, and we're just like it's fine, but uh, it's not fine, and we're gonna find that out starting in episode twenty six. Okay, so episode twenty
1: six is called Toguro Returns. Um, it turns out that the Toguro brothers were not killed. Um, they are just gonna get up, um, and uh, they are gonna jump up and uh, decide that they what they need to do is kick off the head of the guy that. <laughs> That moment is so silly to me. Oh, I loved he's it. just like, He's just like sitting back against the window, and then just all of a sudden, just like the big Tokuro brother like, jumps up and just kicks his head through the window, and it just like flies at the screen like a soccer ball. And I was just like, that's the silliest way for him to die. Anyways, um, so what's going to be happening, though, is that Koenma has started to watch a VHS tape of what happened <laughs>
0: No, if he you left need to it know on, what a VHS tape is. We covered it in one of our cowboy bebop episodes. So go back and listen to all of those.
1: So so he's just like, he's accidentally left it on while he was gone to do other this stuff. This
0: is dumb as fuck.
1: Oh, no. And after that, they were like, oh, they got up and they were continuing to watch it. And it turns out that the Toguro brothers were working for, um, oh, God, what is his name? I, I can never remember his name off the top of my head. Long haired um, man. Yeah, long-haired guy uh remind us anyways. Um he is going to be like, "Hey, uh you need to deal with them inside of the Dark Tournament. The Dark Tournament's going to be coming up and we're going to make them join the Dark Tournament. Um and so you'll be able to deal with them then and right after that, uh was like, "Oh shit." Um, I need to go inform Yusuke that he needs to train up because he doesn't have a lot of time. But before he can go and he can inform Yusuke of what's going on, um, Togoro is going to straight up drive up on a motorcycle wearing a helmet and be like, hey, Yusuke. And he's like, who are you? A totally normal thing to say. <laughs> and Togoro's response is going to be like, you don't remember me. I must not leave a very strong response. And I'm like, hold on. Number one, you're wearing a helmet, which uh-huh. obscures your face. Other people can also be large and muscly and wearing a any you know coat. He's wearing different around. clothes. Number two, he thought he killed you. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like, of course he doesn't think that you're gonna you know rise from the grave and come and meet up with him on a motorcycle. And then uh, they're gonna be randomly at the side of the building that has just been punched a bunch by you. Yeah, they're gonna do so... a
0: they're gonna do a Hulk Buster versus Hulk fight from Avengers Age Voltron. Uh, except it's way less of a fight because Toguro is really just flexing hard on Yusuke and <laughs> jumping around and smacking, you know, supports. He just wants to bring this building down around his uh, around Yusuke's ears to prove a point. Yeah, like, he hates this building. I'm strong.
1: <laughs> he hates these cans.
0: Yeah, there is um, a, there was one part where I was like, "That's dumb," and he's like, "Okay, well, when we fought, I only used thirty percent of my power, so now I'm going to show you sixty percent." And then he does like a, a real quick power up sequence, and then he like punches a pillar nearby. and... I was like, that wasn't impressive and kind of undercut your <laughs> argument for two reasons. One, I already believed you could have punched the pillar at your previously allotted 30% power. I know. Two, you screamed and grunted like this was really hard for you at 60%. And like what it should have been is he just like popped his hand out and the pillar like exploded. Yeah. But instead, as, he made a big fucking production of it. I'm like, man, I think you're just making stuff up.
1: Yeah. But instead of having the uh, effect that it should have had with Yusuke, you know, him being able to actually um, get into a fight and uh, sort of stand his ground if this character did not, you know, use his brother as a shield and a sword in a fight, which it seems like he's alone. Um, instead, Yusuke is just like, ooh, and Maybe his brother's his the helmet.
0: Yeah. Let me wrap myself the, around your face, brother.
1: <laughs> or the motorcycle. He's a transformer. Oh, yeah. His brother's more than meets the eye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
1: And then he gets like really badly animated and said like a 3D quality and turns into a beast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Beast Wars was dope though. Um
1: okay, so Look, hold on, hold on. Let's talk real quick about Beast Wars. So so, like, I, I cannot watch Beast Wars and enjoy it anymore no. in sort of the same way that I can't enjoy, like, Zoids anymore. And no. I also have a hard time watching Toy Story 1 because I'm like, I get that it was of the time. But like when you watch animation that is from like and you know a long time ago you're still like oh this person is like beautifully talented artist that is painting frame by frame and getting better and better on it. When you watch bad 3D animation it just like oh it just hurts in a completely different way and I I don't I I don't I don't always agree with myself that I should feel that way, but I do. And, like, it's one of those things where, like, bad CGI instead of anime is just, like, one of those things that just makes me want to, like, immediately have to just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... I know the story might be
0: worth it, but man, I got to read the manga. (laughs) Yeah. I know what you're saying. I definitely am not the same boat as you. It can make it harder to enjoy something. Uh, when the animation quality is so dated. Um, like I definitely, I don't know. Beast Wars was on Netflix a few years ago and I was watching it. And I was just like, it's a, a weirdly great show. That's like actually very dark and very well-written, like obviously children appropriate, but like, Really shockingly good for what it was. And the mm-hmm. animation was like watching an early stage Nintendo 64 game. <laughs> <laughs> but the the writing was good enough that it didn't matter. I would say Toy Story is probably the same thing, uh, yeah. which is like it's an excellent story, it's extremely well written. Uh but you know, yeah, the animation is dated. But I you know, I get what you're saying. You're wrong, but I get what you're saying. <laughs>
1: It's like, it's like oh, God, we're tangenting so hard this episode. I'm sorry, everybody who, like, I'm sorry, everybody who joined in just to listen to all the Yu Yu Hakusho goodness. Yeah, you're getting your money's worth. <laughs> man, I watched the old Battlestar Galactica at one point with one of my previous roommates. And it was a slog to get through th- those points where it's just like, Oh man, I would much rather have watched a obvious toy on a string fighting with laser beams than this 3D animation from the early 90s. It's just like, (laughs) it is just painful. It's just, it's, it's, it's polygons with shading.
0: Yeah, I've got that, you know, I've said a few times on here that sometimes I will uh, pop on some Power Rangers just to enjoy the absurd camp. And I... The season that I'm in right now is the first one where they do CG zords instead of real zords, like, you know, suits or figures. And goddamn, the real ones are better. (laughs) It's just unambiguous. (laughs) Okay, back to this world. Oh, yeah. Um, So 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 Toguro's whole deal, he's not here to flex on Yusuke for no reason. He is here to tell you about the dark tournament and specifically to be like, we, your performance in that mission that you just had, where we met has made people interested in you to join the dark tournament. So what you need to know is that the dark tournament is a big fight between a lot of demons that regular people watch. And I don't really know how this one works, uh, but apparently very rich people, are aware of demons and the world in which they live and interact with it, but are still rich people in that world too. And I guess the demons are happy enough to fight with each other that they like leave the people alone. So the rich humans will go and do gladiatorial bets on the dark tournament that happens, I think once a year and the demons enjoy fighting because they just like fighting. So it works out for everybody. Uh, and Yusuke, because of everything that happened with them recently, has been uh, pegged as the special guest team. So there will have to be a team of five that goes to the dark tournament, and that team of five, uh, I believe, it's decreed that it has to consist of Yusuke, kuwabara Hie, and Karama, and then they get to pick a wild card for their fifth member. And it, just in case Yusuke has any ideas that he might not want to go to the tournament. Uh, If he doesn't show up and doesn't participate, then Toguro will kill everyone that he knows. So he's kind of in a rock and a hard place because Toguro just demonstrated that his power level is way beyond Yusuke's. So Yusuke will not be able to stop him from doing that bad thing. And instead, they're going to spend like two minutes of screen time on a two-month training montage. And I've said this before, but I'll say it again. This show's pacing is insane. It's so fast-paced, so much happens like Toguro telling him about the tournament and threatening him and showing off would easily take two episodes in the average shonen series and then two months of training that four of the main characters arguably five because uh yusuke is going to spend it training with genkai that they undergo like that would take at least a full episode if not several and in this it's like a very small almost blink and you'll miss it section of an episode in which other major things happen that would also be their own episodes or more in the average shonen series and what's amazing about the pacing and i've said this before also is that it moves that fast without feeling like it's moving too fast like things are given enough time to work and to land and then they just move on to the next thing it's amazing this show is awesome
1: Yeah. Uh, Just think about this show as Yu Yu Hakusho doesn't need a Kai because it is
0: already in fast forward Um, to give you Dragon Ball Z, like this is your brain. And then Dragon Ball Z, the anime, this is your brain on drugs. And then Yu Yu Hakusho, this is your brain on, uh, you know, not using only 10% of it or whatever the hell.
1: Yeah, um, so if you if you want to just have a, a reference point of what has happened in Yu Yu Hakusho so far, there have been three like full arc things that have happened in Yu Yu Hakusho in twenty six episodes. You want to know what happened in Naruto by episode twenty six? <laughs> sure They don't. just got back and they're about to do the tuning exam and learn about it. Yeah, so, they have it, it, done one arc in 26 episodes where Yuaka Show is just like, no, nah, fuck it, fast forward, fast forward. Let fast me say, forward.
0: I like both. I don't like shows taking too much time just for the sake of stretching things. And we've spoken at length about Naruto when it does that. Dragon Ball Z is guilty of that. A lot of the big shows are guilty of that. Um, and that's not great, but otherwise, taking your time is fine. If you're telling us a good story, if you're earning the time that you're taking and a lot of series do what's crazy about Yu Yu Hakusho is that it does the opposite and it, it sprints from one thing to the next while stopping at each thing to give us the time to enjoy and appreciate it. Yeah. And so instead of getting to just revel in each moment for, you know, an episode or more, what you get with Yu Yu Hakusho is a sort of breathless uh explosion of different things happening and you get to enjoy a lot in one episode you, you know you get to enjoy multiple episodes of an average anime in one episode so they're they're both good and they both have their merit but you hawk show is just it, there's just so much happening and it's just so exciting and it just moves so quickly that it's just it's thrilling yeah it's a really really good show um it really so- is god i was watching it and i was like fuck i want to watch so much more of this
1: Oh yeah, I, I I told Blake that I got to the end of these episodes that we're going to be watching, and it was so enthralling that I had to watch like seven more episodes. Um, <laughs> and it's it's just one of those it's one of those shows that like once it hooks you, I know what happens in these fights, and I was just like, I want to watch them again. And yeah. one of the reasons why we'll talk about here in just a minute um, after we, we have to talk about episode 27, which can be literally summed up in a sentence. Yeah. Um, but they're going to finish their training montage and go onto a boat. Um, and uh, also their my favorite member part of, is
0: unambiguously Genkai. <laughs> That's
1: what I was and about to say.
0: Everybody is just like, it. who is it? Who is this yeah. guy? Hold on.
1: So number one, he, and also, um, um, uh, God. Oh, my Kuwabara. God. Uh, uh No, Kurama. Kurama. Uh, Hiei and Kurama both have not met Genkai before. So they don't know who Genkai is.
0: But Genkai's famous,
1: so Kuwabara, they might be aware of Genkai. Yeah, but a little guy with a thing wrapped around uh, their face might fool them. But <laughs> Kuobara has done an entire fight arc <laughs> with fucking Genkai. He and Genkai's wearing
0: the same clothes.
1: I know! And also like <laughs> Kuabara like knows all the fight the the fight that that Ginkai does. And we'll see in the next episode. Genkai is just gonna use the technique. Uh-huh. And even then Kuabara is just like, Oh, he must have taught this new member how to use the spirit gun. And yeah. I was just like,
0: Oh Kuwabara, my god, Kuabara. <laughs> Kuabara was like that person is the same size as Genkai. And Genkai taught Yusuke the technique that person just used. Oh my so God. So Yusuke must have taught that person the technique. And I was just like, dude. <laughs> By the
1: way, have you ever seen. There's a movie called Pootie Tang. Have you ever seen that movie?
0: I have not. I've actually okay. heard really good things, despite it what is, I would have expected.
1: It is. Number 1 hilarious. Number 2, I, I think one of the writers on it was Chris Rock. Chris Rock is also in it. Um number 2, there is one joke that I have to tell you about right now, um which uh all of these women they're always following around Pudey Tang and there's this one woman that like keeps on following him around and like follows him up to his his like room and is trying to get inside of the room and he goes in and shuts the door so she can't get in and then he opens the door just a little bit and she gets excited like she's going to go in and he just sl- Slides out a little bowl of milk and then shuts the door. <laughs> Number two. And the point that I wanted to make about this and why it came up is that Kuabara is one of the characters from Putitang because in there is a character that it, every time somebody says something they're like yeah man it's raining outside it's it's really coming down and then the second person is just like yeah man it's been it's supposed to rain for a couple of days and then it gets to the third guy and instead of saying something important he just goes yeah and it's raining too and i'm just <laughs> like this is kuwabara kuwabara is just like oh there's Oh, yeah. Oh, he's also going to be like, I learned a new special technique, and it's just two
0: swords. (laughs) Yeah. Kubar's our special boy.
1: Anyways, that takes us into episode 27, The Dark Tournament Begins. They're on a boat, and there's a bunch of monsters, and they're going to kill all the monsters. If you really want to watch this episode and not, not really have to get anything out of it, um you can just watch like uh, a a a montage of this fight sequence. It's cool because you get to number one, um, see Genkai used a shot the shotgun technique. Who? And number <laughs> 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 Mummy Face One Eye McGee uh um, the shotgun <laughs> technique. Um and number two, you get to see the much better thing. Um, which is uh, you get to see Karama use uh, the Rose Whip in a, another really cool way, um, which is just, I love Karama. Uh, he's, yeah, me too. He's just um, such a great character.
0: Yeah, so all you need to know is that they're on a boat with a lot of other teams made up of monsters and demons, and it turns out that the boat is a its own kind of preliminary round, and they're gonna do a battle royale where each team member put or each team puts up one member to fight for them. And it's something like the last person standing is the only team that will get to fight in the actual dark tournament. So they're all Yusuke's asleep because he's so tired from his training with Genkai that he's just like done. And so they're all like, who's going to do go. And then Genkai without saying anything, because we're going to keep up this ruse for a while. Even the narrator is like, who is this strange man? And we're like, really, <laughs> really, really. <laughs> so also, don't be sexist narrator. <laughs> uh-huh. So Genkai's going to go and fight for them and is going to, bust some heads just like immediately and then the monsters that weren't in the ring are like we're not going to honor the agreement we'll just kill all of you and then form a team of five from the survivors and there won't be anybody to challenge that that wasn't the original team anyway so you're gonna die and then all the other heroes kill those monsters and yusuke sleeps through the whole thing and then they get to the island uh this is so duelist kingdom by the way this like made me think of Yu Oh so much like you can't fight with exodia <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Uh, so they they, they the arrive island. at
1: this hotel. Number one, uh when they get to the hotel, there's just like so many humans just hanging around and drinking yeah. champagne. And I was just like, is this what rich people do on their off time? Yes. Like, like the reason the reason why they're not getting sick from COVID right now is because they're off in the demon realm, just hanging around in a big hotel drinking fancy wines and spritzers and probably eating like 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 uh, what's the demon equivalent of of pigs in a blanket Uh,
0: pigs in a blanket you were gonna say pigs in a blanket not like caviar pigs in a blanket oh look i'm gonna throw it
1: out there that i have not been to very many fancy parties i think that's Um, clear Look, my fancy level gets to pigs in a blanket and goes Uh, no higher.
0: Welcome, Um, (laughs) sir. Would you like some pigs in a blanket? (laughs) (laughs) Champagne and pigs in a blanket. They're lightly burned (laughs) because that's how pigs in a blanket work.
1: Oh my god, that just reminds me of every time I tried to make one of those Tostino's pizzas inside of an oven, and it was either still frozen or burnt, and there was no in-between. There are no in-between places, no. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, don't ever let a Tostino's pizza get room temperature, because if it goes to room temperature, it's no longer edible. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, man, throw in some shade at Tostino's really quick. Anyways, they're going to go up to their nice, fancy hotel room. Um, there's just pigs in a blanket wall to wall. They're, they're going to be intimidated by a, a small boy who appears in the room after uh, after cool Bar has a weird moment where he's like, he's, they bring them complimentary coffee. Kua cool is like, fuck that. I'm going to drink my coffee from a can because I don't trust these people. Um, and, they're uh, also like,
0: I, they're not going to kill you before the tournament. They want to see you die in the <laughs> ring. And Cooper like, don't use logic at me. Also, they're hanging like, out with Genkai. Like, this
1: coffee's in a this coffee's in a coffee can too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're hanging out with Genkai. They still don't know who Genkai is. Genkai's still sitting there with her face all covered up. <laughs>
1: I know, and they're just.
0: Like, she's just been there, quiet the whole time. I'm like, what I is know. this group? <laughs> Anyways, um,
1: I I think that they're like definitely not gonna have those like the uh, one of the things that I've always enjoyed from like going to conventions, and one of the reasons I super miss going to conventions, um, because we were gonna go to Anime Central this year, and I know that I've talked at length about this before, but. One of the things that I love the most about going out of town and either staying in a hotel room with a friend or in somebody's apartment with a bunch of friends is that you stay up too late and you giggle all night. And, like, I miss those things so much. And thinking about this crew just staying up at night and giggling (laughs) is just one of the things that i want to see like fan arted more than anything else is that just like karama and he like karama and kuwabara like giggling with each other and then like hiei being that like one guy who who doesn't want to show that he's laughing because he's too serious and then like yusuke being the actual asshole that's asleep and then you know genkai is also standing in the corner just watching everybody Uh probably playing like a nintendo ds not having a conversation with anybody
0: yeah (laughs) so uh okay let's uh let's get through this episode 28 real quick
1: Okay, anyways, um, before we get to the end of that episode, there's going to be a uh, threatening moment where uh, a little boy is going to appear. Um, He's from uh, Team Rakuikai, and he is going to be like, I'm going to face you all tomorrow, and I move real fast. And they're like, how'd you get in here? Um, And then another one of his uh, team members is also going to be in the room, and they're going to be like, oh, that's weird. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do to you tomorrow? I'm going to break you like that coffee cup. And then they look over and the coffee cup breaks and they're all like, (gasps) and that takes us to episode 28. Um, This is going to be episode called first fight and it's great. And Kubara is going to be really,
0: really beaten up by a little boy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first the dude who did the coffee cup thing is going to light himself on fire to intimidate his enemies. Oh yeah, he's also going to murder a lot of people in the stands or oh, like fuck, demons I forgot about in the that. stands.
1: He just like he just is shooting off fire at everybody and they just an entire an entire swath of people or demons are just going to be murdered in the stand and everybody's just like oh free seats. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the uh the announcer lady
0: is like oh that's part of the fun.
1: if that was part of the fun i would just be like i gotta leave they also also throw in like a straight up gallagher joke where they're just like uh if you're sitting in the front row you might get blood on you so there's raincoats in the front row and i was just like (laughs) are they also gonna break some watermelons
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's so good this show is so fucking good so rinku is the name of the little kid and he's fast and then Kubara's like, not so fast for me. And then Kubar hits him and also shows off that he has two swords now instead of one. And they're still and using the his- lightsaber sound effects, So I, I honestly just don't know how they got away with that. And yeah. then uh, Kubar beats up Rinku until Rinku's like, I was just fucking with you. Uh, I'm not actually slow enough for you to follow. And I'm going to kick your head so that your neck breaks. And then Kubar seems to have died.
1: Yeah. And that's, uh, that's, that's what we think for a second. Um, meanwhile, during the rest of this episode, um, uh, Koema, Botan, Keiko, and Shizuru, Kuobara's sister, um, they have also arrived at the tournament because they were like, tell us everything you know, uh, Botan. And Botan's just like, fine. Um, they just like,
0: sure. And I was like, isn't there like some sort of masquerade situation that you've been maintaining this whole time? And you're just going to say yes to these people? Like, come on.
1: Yeah. Also, Koinma is going to get into uh, hot guy mode, uh, who still oh, holds yeah. a pacifier in his mouth, and is going to walk around and talk about it. Um, and also, there's going to be like a a weirdly like a weirdly like I don't know if they meant to put it this way, but there's a moment where um, one of one of the guys that is uh, is following around scalping tickets. Is just like, oh, you're Koenma, and you must—something really important must be here. Um, And then Koenma gives a long conversation about why the Dark Tournament goes on, and it's just like a single sentence. And I don't know if they meant it to be this way inside of the Japanese version— but I feel like he he gives so much backstory and like inner politics of what happens inside of the spirit realm, and like it's just it just this little snippet moment. And anyways, don't worry about it.
0: We're gonna go and get in our box. Yeah, he's just um, talking out loud to a scalper in front of the stadium. Like that's where I this know! exposition is taking place.
1: I was so confused. I was like, I was like, there must have been some sort of reason why we needed to know this, but I guess. Maybe
0: not. And also, there was a reason like, we needed to know this, not the scalper, <laughs> but the scalper was who was there.
1: Yeah, anyways, um, uh, it, it turns out Kuwabara is not dead. Um, and instead, Rinku is just like, by the way, um, I'm Killawa 1.0. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's going to pull out a bunch of yo-yos, and those yo-yos are super dangerous, and they're going to turn Kuobara into basically a kite, um, where he throws him up into kite. the air. He's... he's Oh, God. R.I.P. Anyways, um, he is going to throw him way way up into the air, and then we're going to be watching Kuwabara fall to his death, what seems to be his death. Um, And that's where we're going to leave this cliffhanger, which, God,
0: God, man. God, I was so upset when the episode ended here, and I was like, no. I almost texted you, and it's like, hey, we have to watch another episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, stick with us after this credits, and we'll be talking about what's coming on next time.
0: Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions.
1: With sound editing done by Rashad English. He's our level 10 sound wizard. Level 10? That's a lot of new levels. Well, he's been out in the waste grinding and killing low-level monsters to level up. That checks out. Our podcast is ad-free. And if you want to keep it that way, too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at b and Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer get jumped or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like subscribe and leave a
0: review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every week on your favorite podcast platform. And hey, thanks for listening. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Hunter x Hunter episodes 132 through 135. Wait,
1: I don't remember what happens in these. I must have Changnesia.
0: You can't (sighs) just put your name in front of other words. I have (laughs) Spencernesia. Well, that sounds real.
1: Pigs in a blanket. Sean, please keep him pigs in a blank at the very end. <laughs>